Yo, remember yeah. back on the bully when cats used to harmonize like. Yeah. <laughs> yo, yo, my men and my women, don't forget about. Welcome to the first installment of Brunch Culture. My name is Randall Keith, and I'm joined by my beautiful co-host, Miss Lisa Victoria. What's going on? So brunch culture, Lisa, let's let it, the world know what we have here and what brunch culture is all about. Um, brunch culture is a podcast dedicated to talking about everything. We want to talk about the hard topics. Um, we want to talk about the things we talk about at brunch on Saturdays in D.C. Brunch is a common tradition on Saturdays. It's usually brunch at Ben's. I love Ben's. The shrimp and grits are amazing. <laughs> Check them out. Um, <laughs> but at, at brunch, literally everything is up for discussion. And we want to be a voice um, for that between Randall and I. And we want to talk about faith. We want to talk about um, politics. We want to talk about race. We want to talk about pop culture. We want to talk about relationships. Literally, everything is up for discussion. And that's what brunch culture is about. And... Um, this is our first installment, so welcome, and we hope that you'll grow with us as we continue to um, explore this and tell others to listen as well. Um, it is Saturday, June the 14th. June 14th. That's and it. tomorrow is a big day for Father's. Father's Day. Yes. Huge, huge, huge day. Um, and we want to give a, a round of applause to all the fathers out there. All right, definitely. To all the fathers that are doing their things and all of the fathers that are working on doing their things, we just say thank you for what you've done and uh, having a father, having an active father in your life. It means so much. It makes a huge difference in your confidence and your ability for male and female, um, for your ability to function um, and to really become a, a productive citizen. We, I don't think, you know, as men... Uh, we realize how much that father role plays in the lives of children and in the lives of everyone. Yeah, and that's um, it's very it's a very critical role. Um, and tomorrow, we know that it's going to be a hard day for a lot of people because yeah. fatherlessness is a big big deal in the United States. We got forty three percent of children live without their fathers. Right. In the African-American community, it's more severe than that with 72% of African-American children born to unwed mothers. Um, and we know not all of that um, 72% goes without their father being present, but a lot do through right. going through the prison system right. or just not being responsible or having problems between the, the parents and the disputes and the child has to suffer. Um, so... Our heart goes out to everyone tomorrow that's going to be hurting. Um, I don't, I, I can't imagine how that feels and the yeah. effects it has on a child. Definitely. So in light of that, uh, News One Now, which is a show that's hosted by Roland Martin on uh, TV One. Um, I watch it daily. It comes on uh, from 9 to 10 every morning. And they had a, a pretty interesting discussion this past Thursday. They were talking about the idea of mothers being honored on Father's Day. Um, if you don't know, if you're not someone that does it, oftentimes for people that were raised without a father and they were raised by a single mother, they honor their mother on Father's Day. And not just from the standpoint of saying thank you, but 
they, they buy them roses, they buy them cards. Some people go as far to even buy their mother a Father's Day card um, and say, thank you for being my father. Um, there's this idea that exists amongst a lot of single mothers that I am going to be mom and dad to you. And Roland Martin and his panel were definitely against the idea. I kind of feel like they went in, um, and I was a little bothered because I know for sure Roland Martin spoke on he's giving his comments, but he's someone that doesn't have a father, uh, well, that did have a father in the house. And so he's making comments about people that don't have a father and from a position where he he did, he was raised with a father. So it was a very interesting discussion. And I, I think we should talk about that. Like, what, what do you think about the idea of honoring mothers on Father's Day? Um... For me, I, I want to state this first off because uh, I grew up with my father, so I I can't I don't know the emotional toll or the pain that comes off. So I'm not speaking of a person who has the experience necessarily in that area. I, I just want to preface um, what I'm about to say with that, but I will say that <clears throat> knowing people and and being around people who do struggle with the idea of fatherlessness that uh, a present mother doesn't take away the pain of an absent father. And no matter how great the mother is, there's something she can't teach a child. And so I would, in, in light of that, I would say I'm not sure that that would be the best thing or if I was a single mother, I would encourage my child to, to wish me a happy Father's Day. Because I can't be a father to them. Exactly, exactly. And so you bring up an interesting point. So I'm a little perplexed about this entire idea. Because in one regard, once upon a time, I was the kid that definitely said, I want to honor my mom on Father's Day because of she is in the home and my dad was not in the home. I do ha I did have a relationship with my dad growing up, but we weren't necessarily close and we didn't have the ideal if you will, uh, father-son relationship. Um, and I wasn't very comfortable with him in terms of being able to open up and to share things. And um, oftentimes when we were together, I felt that he was trying to correct me as opposed to actual, actually like, you know, understand who I was and build from where I was to build me into being this man. So I do understand the idea of wanting to honor your mom. I think that the more that I thought about it, it's a coping mechanism. Mm -hmm. um, it basically says, hey, mom, I know the pain that you had to endure um, and the struggle that you have to endure day to day to raise me on a daily basis. Um, and so I want to honor you for being here when the times that my dad wasn't here. And also for the child, you know, looking out and seeing that Father's Day is this huge thing in which people run crazy and, 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 oh, my dad this and my dad is that, my dad is that. Well, you know, for some kids, you don't have the opportunity to have that male figure. So you cope with that pain by honoring your mom, which for me, it's, I understand it and I understand it where it comes from. So it's kind of hard to say that it's actually, it's actually a bad thing to honor your mom on Father's Day mm -hmm. or to give your mom a card because it's like, well, honestly, you know, if I don't honor my mom, then I have to face the fact that 
I don't have a dad. I don't have anybody to share this day with. And they said a couple things on the show. They talked about, um, well, you know, there was a coach or there was somebody, some male that impacted your life. And there are guys that, that, that there's a difference between raising someone and influence somebody. And I think on mm-hmm. Father's Day, you want to honor the person that raised you as opposed to the person that may have influenced parts of your life. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's you know, it's really weird, but I do definitely understand um when you say, you know, there, uh, the mom cannot be the dad. It's something that I had to realize. Uh, my mom would oftentimes say that I was mama and dad. And for years, I thought yeah, there was nothing wrong with that statement. But when I became an adult and I became a man and I started to really do self-evaluation and understand, you know, some areas that I missed out on and some, some challenges that I faced as a, re- as a result of not having my dad in the home, I realized that, you know, making that statement in essence trains the child and tells me that I don't need my dad because I have my mom who's capable of being my dad. And that's just simply not true. That's not a true statement at all. Yeah. And I think society and statistics will show the fact that people really do need their dads. Most children statistically with behavioral problems or having a hard time submitting to authority are people in situations of fatherlessness because the father is there to be that stability, to be that place of authority for the child. And if that's not present and the child goes without, then they have some built up anger and emotions that, um, that is, wouldn't be there had the father been present. Yeah. And I think, and I, and I, I can speak for that too. You have a sense of, you know, there were, there was times for myself that I definitely had an issue with my dad. Um, and, and at one point in time, I was at the at, at the point of saying, you know, I hate you. Like, I'm extremely angry because there are things that I miss and there are times that you're not here that I really want you to be here. There's things that, you know, I want to share and I want to be able to do with you that I can't do because you aren't physically here. Um, and so it does create a sense of resentment. It does create a sense of, um, I don't want to listen to authority if it's not my mom. Um, and in my case, I listened to the authority of my dad because, you know, I was, he was my dad. Like, you know, he's going to knock me in the head if I didn't. Um, but from the standpoint of understanding and being trained that at some point in time, the authoritative figure is not going to be your mom and your dad. It just may be your, it very well may be your peer. Um, you may be in a situation where you're part of an organization or an event and you have to listen to the guidance of somebody else. And I was completely resistant to that, to the point of I wanted to fight people. I had all kinds of issues with it. And those issues brought out some self-esteem issues that I had out, had within myself because I never had to, I'd never been trained of this type of, uh, of, of authority. And especially when it came to another male, my authority figure that I had to listen to was my dad, but that was temporary. Um, and my mom was all the time. So as a man, when another man is challenging me, I want to go balls all in because I don't understand, you know, what the problem is. I'm balling up my fist and we really finna have some, uh, a real problem. Like, what you mean you telling me what to do? Like, I'm a, I'm a man. Like, I'm I'm the man, and I'm the man of my house. You don't tell me what to do. Like, get out of here. And it not only affects um, our, relation, our relationships with authority or other male figures, it affects our relationship with God. Because True. we're True. taught um, in 
the Christian faith that God is a father. And right. if you identify a father as your father mm-hmm. and he's not been present, that's going to have an effect on how you view God or are you going to be able to trust God? Because when you hear when you hear people say God is your father, your mind goes back to my father who wasn't there. Exactly. And so that creates a problem. I know um, Ravi Zachariah was saying on the broadcast that he was counseling a young lady and he said to her, and he tried to say this concept, God is your father, and she started screaming. Yeah. And yeah. he was like, what's wrong? And she said, my father raped me. Wow. So to say God is my father, wow. you're saying to me that God is, in my mind, her mind went back to her father raping her. Exactly. And so it, it just, it affects you spiritually, it affects you emotionally, and it, it has so many different effects, and that's why we want to really appreciate fathers for showing up and really encourage those fathers who haven't been showing up to be there because your actions will affect your child and their children. Right. So one, so one of the things that I want to speak to that was actually mentioned on uh, the segment of News One Now was as opposed to us vilifying the fathers that aren't there, what we have to do as a community, what we have to start doing is trying to dive into why those guys aren't there. Um, for a number of people that I've spoken to over just the course of my life that um, were fatherless, that don't have their fathers, when they actually got a chance to have a conversation uh, with their dad and address you know, some of the, the feelings they had, a feeling of being abandoned and things like that, their father came from an interesting perspective. It wasn't that they weren't interested in their child. It was they were afraid um, of the consequences of them being around, be it I would have made things worse between your mom and I because we kept clashing. So I took a step back so that you could have in their mind a better life or they weren't financially equipped um, to provide for a child. They don't feel that they were developed, they had developed enough as men to be able to communicate or to, you know, to be, step in and to be the father that um, <clears throat> society tells them that they should be. So I just think that it's important for us when we have these conversations and we start to dive into the reasons that fathers aren't there, we have to look at it from both viewpoints. It's easy to say that someone's a deadbeat dad. It's easy to use this, the picture-perfect standard of what a great father is, which in today's time, it's uh, our president, Barack Obama, and say, he's a great father, he's the perfect father, he's a great dad, and every guy that we look at, we measure him on the standard of Barack Obama. It's easy for us to do that, and if they don't meet, we say, hey, you're, you're a deadbeat dad, but it's it's better for us, and it's actually more beneficial to all of our children to say, hey, look, let's figure out why these men feel insufficient, why these men choose to step away and to run away, and if we tackle that issue, then we'll definitely, I believe, we'll have better results with men being, having enough courage to say, I'm going to stay here with all of my flaws, with all of my insecurities, and I'm going to be the best dad that I could be with what I have. And I think, too, we have to consider that a lot of people who aren't present didn't have present fathers themselves. Exactly. It's the cycle. So the cycle continues. and. Sometimes what you hate, you become. Exactly. And if you exactly. don't heal from that past hurt, you become the you become your hurt. And right. hurt people, this, the old phrase is true, hurt people hurt people. Right. But the fact is, if you get healed, the healed you can heal future generations. Exactly. So 
you have to keep that in mind. You can't use that as an excuse because you'll, you'll move from victim to villain. And we, to, in order to stop that cycle, you must say, have enough courage, as Randall, you were saying, to say, I'm going to stop this cycle. I'm not going to perpetuate this um, behavior to my children because they'll have children and struggle with the same things. Exactly. And I, I, I honestly, you know, being a man, I, I think um, one of the the biggest things that I've learned coming into my manhood is the importance of having communication, um, the importance of being able to communicate my feel, my fears and, and my feelings about everything. And I think, you know, it's natural to be afraid to be a father, especially when you didn't have um, a father that showed you exactly how things were to be done. That is, it's, it's, it's scary. And, and even if you had a father that showed you some things and, you know, you disagreed with certain things, it's hard to do this on your own. You think about, you know, we, we charge men to be the head of the household and to be the financially savvy ones, to be smart and to, you know, to be all of these things. It's hard to, to, to say as a man, I'm supposed to be this strong force and, and superhero, but I also have to, I have a weakness that I'm not able to communicate. So if we can have those conversations, um, if we can say, Hey, look, let's create a space where, we can have these conversations. We can help you overcome. Um, we can help men. We can push each other and support each other in overcoming these fears. I really think holistically we'd have a better turnaround in terms of the state of fatherhood in America as a whole. And I, I too, I think one, one of the important things um, for this epidemic of fatherhood in our society, especially the black community, Howard Thurman said something in his book, Jesus and the Disinherited, is that one of the greatest needs for African-Americans, men and women, is to understand their identity and understand exactly. their identity as children of God. Right. Because as society has, has we've been shaped by society, sometimes African-Americans feel less than, mm-hmm. and they mm-hmm. feel like they're not children of God. Right. And so if I'm if I'm if I'm reassured or affirmed in my identity as a child of God, it helps me see myself better. Right, right. That's definitely wow, that it makes a lot of sense. We start talking about the, the, the identity thing. I think one of the things that most of our, our gener even in our generation, but younger the younger generation at some point in time we faced an identity crisis. One of the biggest things that biggest challenges that we've had to overcome in coming into our own is who am I? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, I and I think even when we look at just the black community as a whole, we don't know a lot about our history, which is a whole nother thing. So you don't really know. There's not really a sense of a lineage, a sense of who I am based off of the past three to four, heck, even one generation before me. A lot of people don't know that. So again, this identity crisis—that that's a that's a whole nother issue that I think you know we could we could definitely dive into to get some better results. Yeah, yeah, because it's a necessity. Um, but we want to encourage all the fathers who are doing it to keep doing it. Definitely. And we want definitely. to encourage the fathers who aren't to step up and know that just start. I mean, a lot of things we think, you know, it takes a great amount of um, uh, funding or a great amount of skill. But if you just start something, sometimes we learn more so by doing. You don't have exactly. to have everything exactly. up front. Just do. Just start with what you can and start being present. Exactly. And watch that change your whole child, your child's whole life. Um, 
So we would just want to encourage you, fathers, and we want to wish you a happy, happy, happy Father's, Father's Day. Day. Definitely. Happy Father's Day. And we want to close this uh, brunch culture segment with our random topic. Random topic. Today's random topic has to do with Blue Ivy's hair. <sighs> Blue Ivy's hair. So, in recent news, um, a picture was posted online of Jay-Z holding his beautiful daughter, Blue Ivy. Who is a present father, as we tie this in. Exactly. Um, And, you know, he he is, as most dads done, I'm pretty sure he hadn't thought about his daughter's hair. Doesn't really care, you know, I'm... (laughs) Spending some time with my daughter. That's what I want to do. Well, you know, there have been memes and things that happened before. People have posted things on social media. Um, but this week, it seemed like the melee of Blue Ivy. Let's everybody go in on Blue Ivy and her hair. So this picture circulates of Jay-Z holding Blue Ivy, and Twitter goes insane. Um, people start to comment their memes, their jokes. Everybody's going in on Blue Ivy's hair. The most insane part is someone actually started a petition, an online petition to get Jay to push Jay-Z and Beyonce to do Be- to do Blue Ivy's hair. So <laughs> my, first off, Blue Ivy is 2 years old. No one knows her. We know her because we know, you know, her parents and we know of them, but we don't know them personally. So I guess for me, it's just kind of like, why is her hair even an issue? She's two years old. Like, why do we even care what her hair looks like? Why is this? Why are we talking about it on brunch culture? But why do we have to talk about it? Because people in, in the Twitterverse and on the Internet just have so much stuff to say about her hair. And she's two. I, I just don't understand it. Me personally, I don't I don't care. Um, if she doesn't want to do her child's hair, maybe she was taking her child to the hairdresser. I don't know. It could be. I doubt it because it always looks like this. But at the same token, it doesn't really matter. Right. How many of you take your... I don't personally have children, but I when I go through Target, Walmart, the mall, us... It's a lot of people who don't do their children's hair. Now, granted, we would expect multimillionaires who probably almost reach a billion together to, you know, pick up a comb. We don't want that. But I I think for for them, like, it's just kind of like, well, look, we want our we want our daughter because we are we're fortunate. We both work really hard. We have financial security. Um, You know, we we have generational wealth. Um, It seems like they invest their money and, and, and take care of it. I'm sure they just want their daughter to live a very simple life. They both have to get prepared and be in front of the camera and be camera ready and all this stuff. I'm, I can just assume that for them, you know, we want our daughter to live a simple life. Um, I think if you look at, I, I, when I think about Blue Ivy having natural hair, I think about Solange, and I remember at one point in time, she, you know, kind of went on this campaign of, I just want to be able to wake up and just go outside and just be me. I don't want to have to think about my hair. I mean, but granted, she's an adult. She can make that decision. Blue Ivy, she's... she's This decision has been made for her. But, like, but I mean, why <laughs> does she have to, though... I, 
I mean, I, I mean, can just I, only I, imagine. I personally don't care. Yeah. But I would be mad, you know, looking at some pictures later on in life. Like, Mom and Daddy, why you do my hair? Personally, I don't think it grants a change.org thing. Yeah. I don't think it even grants the media attention that it's got. But it just shows us how much the world doesn't really, how much of the world doesn't have a, a life of its own. Exactly. And the people that we expect <laughs> to have lives, um, who also weighed in on it, uh, three R&B divas in their own right, Selena Johnson, Kiki Wyatt, and Tamar Braxton, they were on a radio show and they also had comments. Um, Selena Johnson's quote was, she's giving me ODB. Now, for you guys that don't know who ODB is, it's Old Dirty Bastard. He is an adult black male rapper. How He's passed away, isn't he? Nah, don't start me to lie. I really don't know. <laughs> um, I just think that how can you compare a two-year-old to ODB? Like, it's just, it, it, I, I don't know. I, I, again, I feel like I'm starting to get annoyed that we're spending so much time on it. But I just think it's absurd that this could be a topic of discussion. And the internet can go crazy. And we can continue, people can continue to have all these memes and these ideas and these thoughts and just kind of like just dragging the little girl through the mud and she's two years old like she if you would probably have a conversation with her about her hair she probably would tell you I don't even know like (laughs) and I think we should consider that these are real people exactly and it's easy to to um to vilify or to um to even just talk about them yeah um behind our social media platforms is very cowardly because I think that most of these people who are talking wouldn't say this to Jay-Z and Beyonce's face. Exactly. And And I think, I just think one thing that we have to remember is the parents, Jay-Z and Beyonce are celebrities. So if we have anything to say, I mean, we all, you know, it's good fun. It's it's all in fun and it's funny to kind of joke with celebrities, but Let's joke. Let's stick to the celebrities. Let's leave their children and their mamas and the daddies and all. Let's leave all those people home because those people didn't sign up to be celebrities. It's the parents. And poor Blue Ivy. I just feel like she's only two years old and we have more negative means about her than probably any other celebrity that's out right now. So, yeah, that's today's uh, random topic. And remember to join us weekly for Brunch Culture with Randall Keith and Lisa Victoria as we will bring you um, conversations on all different levels. And remember, at Brunch Culture, everything is up for discussion, and we look forward to speaking with you on next week. And be sure to check out check us out on social media, on Twitter. Our username is Brunch Culture, and on Instagram, we're at Brunch underscore Culture. Check us out on Facebook as well, facebook.com backslash Brunch Culture. Send us your inf- send us your thoughts, your your whatever you want to hear. If you want to hear us talk about some things, you want to engage us, hit us up. Let us know what's going on. Let us know what you think. We definitely look forward to con- con- continuous communication and future shows. Thank you, guys.